Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. It's not how you start, but how you finish. We are your co-hosts, Solomon and Jamila Jefferson. We want you all to know, no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we've made, we will not allow our past to determine our future. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today? We welcome you all. We will be discussing with our guest, Dr. Helena Fontes, what does it mean to value who you are today? Welcome. Hello. Good morning. How are you? We're doing fine. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so blessed to be in the presence of a king and a queen this morning. Great. Mm-hmm. God, holy name. We just want you to know that we want to thank you for your time today. Yes. And we thank the Lord for you. We thank the Lord for being in your presence. You're a queen, and we just give God the glory for you. We're so excited, and we're so looking forward to talking about what does it mean to value who you are. So we're going to have you start and share briefly a little bit about yourself before we get into our discussion, if you wouldn't mind. Sure, absolutely. Well, I am a a daughter of uh, Helen and Albert Fontes. Um, I have two brothers. I'm the youngest of the three children, and I grew up in very humble beginnings, Uh, but my mother was a nurse and my father was a merchant seaman, and they taught me and my brothers how to value ourselves, and most importantly, how to pray, how to look to God and know that forgiveness was available to you regardless of what sin was committed. And I think that that was the most important uh, quality that my mother taught me as a young girl growing up on the streets of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, She also introduced me to the healthcare system very early on and allowed me to come into her workplace and volunteer uh, to get to know seniors and how to work with the geriatric population. And then it turned out that I would become a chaplain, a hospice chaplain. So it was all befitting uh, for we do know that God does have a plan for our lives and his plan is to prosper us and give us hope in a future. So I've been watching uh, the scripture play out in my life as I've been on this journey now and I'll be 55 years old, August the 20th, uh, if God, if God says so. And so, uh, I've been learning, learning, learning and growing, growing, growing all along the way, remaining open and honest and, uh, available to continue to learn the things of God. Amen. So it sounds like you answered what does it mean to value who you are. So what are some examples of certain things that do not tend to value who you are, if you would mind sharing to our audience and those listening? Well, I think, first of all, to value who you are, you need to know who you are. You need to know your worth. You need to know that um, when someone meets you, they are um, receiving something and someone that is filled with promise, filled with purpose, filled with value, filled with hope, filled with grace, filled with love. And so for me to have learned those things and continue to learn those things about myself helps me to value me. Uh, Self-care allows me to show myself 
how important I know I am and how important I know the work that I do is to the community. And so when I provide that self-care for myself, to myself, it shows me how much I value you know, the fact that I'm a human being, I'm frail, and I will fall apart if I don't take care of myself. And so Amen. it's important for me to realize and recognize those things about myself, but then to also um, steer clear of those things that don't adhere to what it is to be valued. So for me, I had to remove myself from a domestic violence relationship. My marriage was filled with violence. And I had to realize that God had a plan and a purpose for my life. And it was not for me to be demeaned. It was not for me to be ridiculed. And it was definitely not for me to be beaten. And so I needed to separate myself from that marriage because it did not value who I am in the kingdom of God. And so not only do I look at that marriage, but I look at every relationship thereafter, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be mm -hmm. in my family, you know, unit, whether it be with friends. I want people to know that I value who I am. I respect and I have dignity for myself and I'm going to honor and respect you as such. But what I will not do is be connected to people who are sick, people who don't understand the value of who they are, thereby not being able to respect me in return. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. You summed it up really well. So we're just going to jump right on in and we're going to hear a story from Solomon about, you know, his perspective on this topic. When it comes down to valuing yourself, first, and I agree with you, uh, Dr. Cortez, you have to realize who you are and your worth. I can recall back in the day when I was younger that I didn't value myself because I got caught up into peers who didn't value themselves. I can recall having a scholarship, baseball scholarship from the University of Delaware, and because I didn't value myself, I, I lost the scholarship because I started doing drugs. And then I was humiliated, so immediately after graduation, I took off and ran into the military and came back. And instead of pursuing my education, uh, I started selling drugs and became a drug addict. And unfortunately for me, after going you know, through that trial that I went through, uh, I realized at some point that I kept hearing people talking about, you need a savior, you need a savior, you need a savior. So I said that to say this. In order for us to really, in my opinion, in order for us to really know who we are, we first have to know who Jesus is. Because Jesus is the one that opened the door for me to be who I am today, which is a minister of the word, which is an evangelist, which is a comforter and encourager. I would not be able to do these things until I came to Jesus Christ. And I found out as I read his scripture in John 1.12, it said, as many come to him, he give us power. He give us power to become sons of God. So today I am a son of God, and what the Holy Spirit is doing within me now is allowing me to be who God has called me to be. Amen. Thank you for that. God, and it's never too late to come and accept your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen. if you have not already done Amen. so. Amen. So for me, just to add, you know, regarding this topic, the area where I struggled and I didn't value myself was through fornication and unhealthy relationships. So I can relate to what you were saying. Dr. Alina, in regards to 
um, being in, you know, unhealthy relationships, like domestic abuse or being impacted by that. So once God allowed me to rededicate my life and to genuinely start over fresh and to serve, you know, Christ, when I started to learn like, oh, fornication (laughs) is not of God. And, you know, one of the scriptures that stood out to me as I was learning on this journey with, you know, spiritual moms and mentors and where I worshiped and Bible studies and, you know, support groups was First Corinthians 6, 19, 20 from the NLT translation, the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. So mind you, that was like this aha moment, even though I was told like growing up, you shouldn't have sex before marriage or you shouldn't commit adultery or you shouldn't, you know, look at pornography and things of that nature. Like after I got saved and rededicated my life, the Holy Spirit started really speaking this to me and, you know, really allowing me to understand that like our body is like a house of worship. Like if you have a nice outfit on or some nice shoes on, you don't want those to get dirty. So like, when you're allowing yourself to fornicate or commit adultery or watch pornography or anything of that nature, it's like a disservice to what God has created you to be. You know, so it's like when you know better and you do better, and this is not a judgment, this is just love. So I just thank the Lord for like being able to understand after I didn't know really what my life meant or the value of who I was when I was in the world and not really living for the Lord. And then when I rededicated my life to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it was just like, oh, Lord, I thank you. So, yeah, Dr. Fontes, would you like to share some practical tools or things and hope that you could provide that could help people in this area and to continue to help them? Yes, absolutely. I think what you both said was so important. And thank you for sharing that part of your testimony and uh, allowing yourself to be so um, uh, vulnerable on this uh, podcast. I think it's important for us to be able to be honest about who we are and where we've come from. Um, In fact, when I started my nonprofit, God had deposited for me a slogan which was part of scripture and it comes from Romans chapter 12 verse 2 and be not be not conformed to this world but yes. be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye Amen. may provide Amen. what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it sounds like you both were able to do that. See, you know, we can't do anything. We can't value ourselves. We can't value the people that God has blessed us with without transformation first taking place. And how can we transform ourselves? Well, we can't unless we meet Jesus. And, you know, Minister Solomon shared that so eloquently. We have to meet Jesus along our path of destruction so that he can reconstruct us to be these new transformed creatures that will live for him, that will honor him that will bring and draw others to him through the sharing of our testimony. And so I think that it's so very important for us to be able to 
be transparent with one another and to allow God to get the glory because he yes. is the one who has transformed our lives. Um, there are some very practical things that I do just to stay on the path of righteousness for his namesake and not my own. And, and that and that is to realize that I'm a sinner saved by grace. And, and every day, every day I'm compelled to sin and every day I will sin. And so I have to recognize the flaws that are in me and that come through me. But know that what I can be transformed even from those things. And so I have to stay in God's word. I have to stay in prayer. You know, yeah. God and I. I talk Amen. like, look, look, I live alone. I have a cat and uh, I'm in here. I'm talking all day and all night. And I know my neighbors be like, is she talking to the cat or who is she talking it's to? Okay. Look, I'm it talking works. to my Lord and my Amen. Savior. You know, in therapy, we talk about self-talk. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I can do self-talk all day long, but why not talk to my creator about whatever it is that's going on in my life? Because he is the one who redeems. He is the one who saves. And so mm -hmm. I am in constant conversation <laughs> with God. And sometimes I say, I know he say, girl, go to bed, take a nap. You wear me out. I got other people to tend to. But I know he doesn't say that. I know that with all of the people that he's created, he is still so very concerned about me and every yeah. little thing about me, every intricate part there is of me. And so I believe in meditation. I believe in practicing spiritual disciplines. I believe in the discipline of silence, the discipline yeah. of prayer, the discipline of study. I believe in the discipline of worship. My home is my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that those are some very practical things that I can do to keep myself living and running this race that God has placed before yes. me. Thank you. Would you like to share some practical stuff? I realize that God will do everything that he can for us if we allow him to. And with that said, we cannot forsake those that God sent our way to help us on this journey. And for me, I, I have uh, two spiritual fathers, uh, which I respect highly. I have a spiritual brother, and I have two spiritual moms. And what they do for me is they help me stay accountable. But I thank God for them. And, and in addition to that, uh, I had some support groups. You know, that I, that I participate in, in church and outside of church. So those are practical things, in addition to what you mentioned, Dr. Fortes, all the things that help me stay on this, on this field. Yeah, and we help each other accountable as well as husband and wife. So some practical tools, you know, in addition to what you shared, Dr. Fontes and Solomon, definitely mentors. Like for me, I would say spiritual moms. I definitely agree with you prayer. I had that written down. Also support groups and like a place of worship, you know, allow God, if you're not already in a place of worship and worshiping how we are virtually in the current season we're in, ask the Lord to find you a good church home that fits you right? and that works for you. So definitely that is important. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think it's up it all up because it's overlapping, but I have. You could also say positive affirmations and positive pictures that like that really resonate with you, like what you were saying, like how you talk and self-talk. 
Um, and also um, some practical things as well. And we want our listeners to know before we wrap up that we're all saved by grace. We're all a work in progress. We all fall short, you know, and love for his grace, right? So we're here to not be any type of judgment. We're here to show love and compassion because like one of my spiritual moms, she was so non-judgmental. I kept getting stuck and kept doing stuff. She just kept praying and she directed me in love to what it is I needed to do. And so I was open to that and that was receptive. So this is what our forum is about. It's to like show compassion, but still tell the truth and love from God's perspective of, you know, what our beliefs are um, based on God's word, you know, to, to know it's never too late, no matter your age, no matter where you are in life, you know, to continue to keep on keeping on and to know you get new mercies and, and you know, grace. We really want to thank you for sharing with us today. And we just want you to know that uh, if you have any closing remarks, then we can do them at this time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just want to thank you both for um, how humble you are and the love that you display to your community. I think it is a profound a way to show uh, how Jesus loves the church. Uh, your marriage is is replicating that. And so for that, I say thank you. Thank you for, you know, this podcast. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the community and in your home and in the church. You know, we definitely need to see more Black love. We need to see love wherever we are because then we are reminded, no matter of our personal circumstance at the time, God is available to bless us in ways that we would never dream or imagine. So remain open to the process and never give up your faith and your hope. Amen. Amen. Great God. And again, Dr. Portes, we want to thank you for your time and we just pray thank that God's blessing continue on you and your ministry. Have a good day. Yes, we love you, Mr. Christ, my blessed sister. Have thank a- you, you as well. All right. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. So no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we have made, it does not define who we are or where we are going. It is just a part of our story and the journey that God has us on to not only learn from these different experiences, but to sometimes be able to help support, encourage, and inspire others who may be going through similar situations. My husband and I have learned this to be true because of our different life experiences, which have led us in wanting to continue to share our stories along with others to know it is not how you start, but how you finish.